don't care. Life is short. Sure, I'm in the thumb club. <laughs> Welcome to the Power Trip Morning Show. Uh, certainly not. You're listening to the Bets and Quotes Podcast. The Bets and Quotes Podcast. Yeah, the Bets and Quotes Podcast. I didn't even know this was a thing. <laughs> oh, that was for all three of Do you. Do you remember when Abbott looked me in the eye and told me how many millions of dollars there was in podcasts? <laughs> Who the hell's making the money again? Welcome to the Bets and Quotes Podcast, a podcast for the rubes, by the rubes, talking all things power trip. Bets and Quotes is hosted by Chuck, better known as Power Trip Bets. And why I love Chuck is that's exactly how I felt about the show, but I couldn't articulate it the way that he did. And Dave, the one and only Power Trip Quotes. The guy, he's going to get in there and just try to maul you. They were going to get an apartment together and see how things went, but settled on a podcast instead. Our legal disclaimer is simply that Lawyer Lambert probably likes us better than you, so good luck suing us. We hope you enjoy this episode, but if not, feel free to play Jax on 494. Well, Dave, I am feeling great this evening. Uh, the Wild got a win, and I had canes for dinner. Oh, man, that's like you need one more thing. It, maybe if you hit a couple, maybe if you hit a parlay, that's like the trifecta of uh, positive things happening in your life. As it so happens, I I am sitting on a parlay this evening, and the final leg of it is currently tied. So uh, we'll have a, have a little bit of a sweat on that one. So, yes, that would be the ultimate trifecta, a parlay canes and a wild wind so that'd be a great thing but um a little bit of controversy this week um on the power trip uh the whole aj retirement from initials possibility has arisen uh everybody wants sauce to bend the knee to aj sauce so far is holding his ground Corey's got a heads up match uh ready to go between aj and sauce for next friday but sauce needs to agree to it dave your thoughts well, I, I think in the case of Sauce, in just the you know the case between AJ and Sauce and the agreement and everything, um, I, I think Sauce really should hold his ground. Um, he's got a lot of leverage now. Um, maybe you know you could roll it into a sponsorship or you know Manny Steakhouse. There's uh, it, it's not the final offer. You know you always get the best offer right at the end uh, after all the negotiating. Uh, I, I think really. Really, Sauce should use his dad uh, as uh, as a lawyer to represent him uh, to maybe get the best value uh, for this kneeing. Well, I was going to ask you, uh, what do you think has a better chance of being resolved first, uh, Sauce versus AJ or the Major League Baseball strike? Oh, my God. Uh, Sauce versus AJ, probably. <laughs> probably. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it, it's tough because there's, there's two things to discuss. It's really, you know – should AJ continue to play? Yeah, he's very good. You know, the Bulls were very good in the 90s. Um, you know, <laughs> they didn't say, hey, we should kick out the Bulls so the Jazz can win one. But, you know, 
I guess I remember, you know, back in 2014, 2015, whatever, through 17 or 18, uh, there was a there was more hype about initials than there was now. Maybe it's just because we're conditioned to it and we've gotten too used to it. So I, I guess I don't know if it would ruin, if it would wreck the game, if it would make the game better. I don't know. I mean, the the game really is only here because AJ, you know, took a took a job offer in 2014. So it, it would be kind of odd if he was the best at the game that was created from him leaving and then he doesn't play anymore. So I don't know. I, I could be, I'm on both sides. I'm like 50, 50 <laughs> way to take a stand. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Uh, you know, and, and I, and I agree to a large extent. I think, um, you know, I, I, to me, the big, the big change in the game was when Corey went to much more riddle type clues. And that's when AJ's dominance kind of took over. I think when the clues were a little bit more somewhat straightforward and, you know, they could still be very obscure and stuff, but, you know, I think people, they reached a point where people were getting clues like right away on the first or second one. And, you know, Corey definitely changed how the, how the structure of the clues was, you know, there were a lot more, you know, things meant to throw people off, or sometimes it was, they were obvious clues, but people thought they were throwing them off. And so people wouldn't guess obvious things. And, you know, just that kind of that whole sort of the, the riddle like clues, you know, and that, uh, and that's kind of when the game changed, that's kind of when AJ started dominating. So honestly, for myself personally, I would love to see, you know, Corey kind of go back to that older style of writing, but you know, he's, he's been doing it this way longer, I think, than he, he did the original way. And, you know, at the end of the day, he'll tell you it's his game and he's going to write the clues like he wants to. So, you know, which is, which is perfectly fine. I just think to me, that would make the game a little bit more competitive because I think just for whatever reason, you know, AJ kind of has Corey's style down a little bit more. And I think, you know, I, I don't, we need, we need Brandon on the podcast tonight. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think like when, uh, when Charge or somebody else uh, besides Corey does the clues, what AJ's record is, but I'm guessing it would probably not be as good as when Corey does the clues. Cause I just, I just think yeah. AJ kind of has that rhythm with Corey's clues and that that's really what's changed it and kind of made the game a little less, um, you know, cause I, I'll, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest. Like when AJ's up to, when they're going to like, um, item number nine and AJ's up to, I mean, I'm only half listening at that point, meat sauce, but <laughs> you know, um, and, and I do, and I do think it's, and, and I, you know, and I, and I give Corey a ton of credit because he has done a lot of different things to try and keep the game fresh and interesting. You know, obviously the initial jackpot, I think uh, Carl and Mike are both very thankful for that. Um, doing majors, the initials, inviting guests on and stuff like that. I think that's, that's really good. And I think that's definitely what the game needs to kind of keep it fresh. Um, because I think as long as it's just a standard game um, with these kind of clues and AJ playing, it is going to kind of be dominant. It is going to kind of get boring for the average listener. Yeah. And I mean, it really hit me when Hawk said it, I mean, Hawk kind of brought up the, the, the idea of it too, but you know, he's he hasn't won since like October, right. You know, Marnie's kind of more in the mix now. I, I think it would be really competitive between uh, those people without AJ in, I think it'd be, you know, close to somewhat even odds or whatever every week. I mean, I, I, Sauce is still really good at the game, and oh he yeah, he's definitely second a lot best. more if AJ mm-hmm. wasn't there. But I, I think we'd see a lot more of a rivalry between you know Hawk and 
Hawkins sauce. And, you know, it, is Marnie, now that she's starting to do this every week, you know, is she going to get really good? Is she going to get hot? That would be fun to root for. So there, there's interesting possibilities either way. Um, but I, I guess if I'm taking a side, I think AJ should continue to play. He's the best and, and you should stay around. All right, and I'll I'll take the opposite side. That as long as the clues are going to stay the same, I say AJ retires, and we make the game more interesting um, on a week to week basis. So, all right, well, good. We'll agree to disagree, unlike uh, pretty much everybody else in the rest of the free world. All right, well, tonight we've got a bets update. We've got the quotes of the week. In your thoughts, we're going to go way down memory lane. Uh, they had, they talked to A-Rod this week and they brought up quite a bit, you know, like who are some of the biggest guests in, uh, the history of the power trip and pretty much they all agree that Will Smith was the big one. Uh, so I dug up the old Will Smith audio. So we'll, uh, we'll play that back. Cause I doubt most people have ever heard that. And then we're going to go to, uh, quotes notes and Dave will deliver, uh, just a whole litany of, uh, striking things that you cannot believe you've been living without. So, <laughs> Um, I should say too, in our Patreon section that, uh, we had our happy hour Saturday night, whole lot of fun, great crew as always, uh, lots of, lots of laughter, lots of, lots of fun watching the wild game. Unfortunately, the wild got killed, but the good, the silver lining in it is that even though we bet on the wild and lost that one, we bet on the over and Kakanen was horrible and, uh, paid off on the over. Uh, we easily hit the over so that meant one of our Patreon listeners uh, would be awarded a prize. So in the random drawing, none other than Zach Halverson, uh, oh our most God. loyal Patreon member who never listens to the show, was the winner. Uh, Zach walked off with the cash prize. Uh, so uh, everything's coming up, Zacho. Wow. That is, you know, this is almost our way of chipping in for that Kickstarter that uh, we may or may not have contributed to <laughs> the GoFundMe. His GoFundMe, yeah, this is yeah, like yeah Go the GoFundMe, Fund yeah, GoFundMe part two for Zach. So, uh, yes. <laughs> so yes, congratulations to him, and just a reminder that you can actually win money by being a Patreon member. So, Patreon.com/slash Bets and Quotes. Let's get rolling with a bets update. Partridge, Partridge. All right. Well, we had a couple of bets settle, uh, some uh, some slightly longer term bets that settled in the uh, the last couple of days. Um, the one, it was, it, I guess this was only a two week bet, but the Pokemon burglar bet is solved. Uh, he has not been arrested as of uh, today's the what third. He still hasn't been arrested. So that means Meat Sauce got paid since he was not arrested by the end of February at midnight. Uh, Meat Sauce wins $100, and the Pokemon Burglar remains at large. Wow, I I can't believe that he hasn't turned up yet, but maybe they're being a little extra careful, or those Minnesota policemen, they're just a little, you know, it's kind of like Fargo. Yeah. Oh, sure, you betcha. Yeah, we'll get right (laughs) on it. And they're, you know, eating their their donuts and coffee or something. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's a big case, and obviously the values of it continue to rise that that collection probably should be assessed every like or audited every freaking five days for how crazy the card market is right now but good for sauce for winning a, a one of the most obscure bets of the year that's for sure definitely and as i was uh kind of tracking the bet you know every few days i'd go out and just kind of google and see if there was any news or updates on the case one of the things i found out about the case that i didn't realize at the time the bet was made 
is that they offered a $1,000 reward leading to the arrest of the suspect. Um, the guys bet $100 on it. So uh, just a little bit more. And the bet would have almost been uh, equal to the reward that they were offering. So uh, I think a little bit light on the reward for like a, what, $300,000, $350,000 crime. So might want to... Yeah. Might want to chip in a little bit more. Maybe have the power trip bet on the uh, the reward amount or something. But all right. Well, next up we've got the Gophers basketball over under. This was from last May. One of the bets that I called in with. Um, we set the over under at uh, fourteen and a half. Uh, ended up being the number because Ben Johnson got zero in initials, so he got uh, no credit for that. The over under was fourteen and a half. Uh, it, uh, it hit the under, uh, Chris hockey coach, Chris hockey bet against his own team and clinched the under. It'll be really interesting to see Corey's reaction. If the Gophers end up beating Northwestern to get to 14 after the, uh, crazy Alcorn state game that, uh, the Gophers probably would have won got canceled. So, um, I, uh, I, it was it was a fun bet. It was uh, fun to follow all season. It was pretty close to the number, but ultimately, Coach Hockey is your winner. <laughs> yes, the the positive you know guy who's really trying to you know get people get butts in the stands down at Williams Arena is betting against them to succeed. So I'm I'm sure you know Ben Johnson. He, I think he should donate. He should buy the boys uh, you know some Gatorade from Costco. Yeah, with that for money sure. Or something. Yeah. And it's one of those bets too, because like I said, it was one of those that um, I proposed him last summer. Uh, I, I, I got to thinking about it a little bit. And so I, I looked it up the, of the bets that I proposed to them, Chris hockey absolutely killed it. Cause I don't know if you remember like early on um, one of, one of the first calls I made to them, I pointed out that at the time, and we brought it up on the podcast that Chris had lost 17 power trip bets in a row. Yes. Like he was unbelievably ice cold in betting on the show. And um, it wasn't too long after I called in that Chris uh, started calling in that Chris absolutely caught fire. Listen to this list of bets that he won. So he won. Now he's won the go for over under bet. He ended up winning the first head coach fired bit uh, when, uh, when he uh, wisely knew that Vic Fangio was going to get fired before everybody else. So that was a nice $400 win. He won the rugby bet because I called in and told him they should bet on the uh, rugby, uh, rugby in the Olympics. The rugby bet. <laughs> so uh, he won the rugby bet. That was the day we went to Vegas. He has won the initials jackpot twice now because he took, uh, took the under on that. So uh, twice he has won the initials jackpot right away when Carl hit it. And then again, when Mike hit it. And he's going to win the Kirk versus Kirill bet in all likelihood, um, assuming that Kirill doesn't completely fall off a ledge here in the uh, final stretch of the season. He's only nine goals short of uh, of, of Kirk's uh, passing TDs for the year. So just right off the top of my head, that's a ton of wins uh, that hockey has uh, has profited thanks to uh, thanks to all the bets I propose. So uh, Corey and Sauce are probably hoping I never call in again, and uh, Chris is uh, Chris is lining me up. So. <laughs> yep, you'll be getting a Christmas card this year, Bets. I should be, or at least a hundred dollar bill in line at Buffalo Wild Wings this year. Either way, so yeah, I'll take either. Works. Well, the last bet uh, doesn't involve Chris. Uh, it kind of came up organically today. Uh, high school hockey bet. Uh, I oh, love yeah. when we get high school bets. Uh, why not be completely degenerate? Um, but I, I love when, you know, it's it's two of their schools playing against each other. In this case, it's Chisago Lakes for Corey playing against the Monomedi Zephyrs for Tommy. 
Uh, Matamidi is a heavy favorite. So Zach Halverson set a line of three and a half. So Tommy has Matamidi minus three and a half versus Corey for a Kaniac, which, you know, fresh off eating one myself tonight, I could say that's one hell of a prize. Screw cash. Let's bet on Kaniacs. Uh, your thoughts on the three and a half line. Uh, Zach felt pretty good about that line. Your thoughts. It's a pretty good line. And I, I will preface this by I, I've been avoiding. Uh, I knew we were going to talk about it tonight, so I didn't want to look at the score. But I, I, I bet I bet they win like six to one or seven to one or something like that. Seven to two. So I guess I would be on Matamidi's side. They Sursago gets to the section final. Matamidi always rolls them. So. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Core then. Um, I'm, I'm going to bet you a uh, another Earl of Sandwich because we're right now we're tied at one to one, and that's certainly not enough Earl of Sandwich. Um, so I will take Shisago Lakes plus three and a half versus Matamidi. But hasn't it already started? No, it's tomorrow night. Oh, it's tomorrow night. Oh, okay. Yeah, say, how take, long do you think we're apps. recording for? If you think we're still going to hear the final? Oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you listen to this episode before the result, um, you know, I got a, I got a tootsie, tootsie pop for you in my <laughs> backpack here, but um, yeah, I, I'll take, I'll take the Zeps minus three and a half all day. Let's go. All right, let's go book it. Uh, one of us will take the lead in our Earl of Sandwich Vegas bets. So that will do it for the bets update. It's time for the quotes of the week. And now it's time for the quotes of the week. I'd let Brett Favre be on me. Sure. Ted Bundy's been to the Rose Bowl more recently than the than the Gophers. Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. Bang and lung darts whale. All right, friends, it is time to get to the quotes of the week. And we will start at number three with Christopher Allen Zogsley. Sounds right. The only places I've been in Buffalo are the football stadium, uh, the hotel, and the casino. Hell yeah. That's all you need. And you can walk to the casino from the hotel, which is always downtown. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's uh, it's really nice. It's like, um, uh, it's kind of like um, um, New Orleans without all the death. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Shot at Buffalo. Yeah. Actually, more of a shot at New Orleans, I guess. Yeah, I'm. You know, you got some billboard designing skills after uh, last or two years ago the charts challenge, but I'm working on design right there. Uh, I think Buff- that should be Buffalo's new slogan. <laughs> the the uh, Buffalo Department of Tourism for sure. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely attest to because I went to a couple of hockey games at the old Buffalo Arena. Uh, back before they built the new one. And yeah, it is an absolutely dead town uh, most of the time. So uh, yeah, but uh, I feel like the people of Buffalo have a lot of character though. Like in, they do. I, I just, th- I just think they don't live downtown. I think they just like, they seem like hardworking people that like go home and have a few beers and fall asleep and they're not out like partying and stuff or, you know, going crazy um, in the town, but uh, they definitely turn out for Sabres games though, man. A couple Sabres games I went yeah. to there, they were, they packed the joint, but in the bills, yeah. I mean, it'd be fun to be a bills fan right now. Absolutely. But yeah, a casino and a hockey arena. That sounds good to me. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, they binge drink like, like green Bay, but it, you know, Buffalo fans are so much more elevated than Wisconsin fans as we know, but um, yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll uh, let's move on to the number two quote of the week. And it is from none other than Corey Cove. If we were to 
get my money back for all the memberships I never use. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you could retire. All the tickets I bought and didn't use, and all the gift cards I have that I've lost. We can pay Zach what he's worth. <laughs> well, I can just give him 20 bucks. <laughs> you want to make $14 the hard way? <laughs> genius. Uh, yeah, genius, but uh, that, that's a terrible shot at Zach. In fact, uh, for the record, we just paid Zach more than uh, Corey was going to pay him. That is that is true. That is very true. <laughs> well, speaking of Zach, the number one quote of the week is from the pharmacist himself. I'm the underdog. Yeah, I'm all for that's that. not worth bending a knee. No, when you're the goat. No, oh, come can't on, beat you. No, whatever. he knows he's the whatever. best. Why? why do I have to why? tell him? You know, exactly. If he already knows why? he's the best, then yeah, what's then so why wrong do you have to be reminded? To... You guys shouldn't be asking Sauce thing. to bend a knee. Why is that? It didn't go well for him last time. He did. Oh. Zacho, how dare you? Oh, what wow. are you doing? He just said what he doesn't want to relive 2016. What are you doing? Jeez, Zach, you're you just poking the bear. should have texted me that joke and let me say it. <laughs> wow. You can't do that to him. <laughs> I loved that was that was exactly what I was thinking too at the time. I'm like, you know, Chris just teed one up, and you know, it was Zach that got to you know hit it out of the park, but. That, if that line was delivered by hockey, uh, there would have been tears in the office too, and uh, it probably would have been the the favorite to win the tournament next year. But uh, a very strong and high seed uh, Zach will get from that quote. Oh, definitely, yeah. And that, and uh, like you like to talk about, that one's a good paper quote, I think. So that might do well in a tournament. Absolutely. Well, there are your quotes of the week. It's time for the weekly segment of Your Thoughts. Copyright Dark Star. All right. Well, uh, this week, the guys got to talk to A-Rod, Rosie's best friend. Uh, you know, it only makes me wonder, like, what uh, street corner lawyer Lambert's going to be living on now that Rosie has dumped him as his best friend uh, in lieu <laughs> of A-Rod. And uh, I'm going to give myself some kudos for restraining myself from <laughs> tweeting out the uh, the picture of Rosie calling uh, A-Rod entitled um, on Twitter during the interview. Uh, the, I was uh, ooh, I was so close to tweeting that out. I thought that would have been a nice little touch. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 interview went well. Um, sounds like uh, sounds like A-Rod had had fun talking to the guys. Uh, no hard hitting questions, of course, because uh, A-Rod's ever everybody's friend now to, despite episode 150 of the bets and quotes podcast but uh dave your thoughts on the a-rod interview yeah uh obviously a huge get it was really cool to you know just hear a-rod on the on the same airwaves talking with the guys um you know they kind of hinted and joked at that you know rosie was just gonna hog the interview uh, with his new best friend that, you know, he's sitting courtside with or whatever and he he dominated the first part you know i anybody would be excited to talk to Alex Rodriguez. So, so I guess it started with that. Um, one note that I, that I've started with here was uh, he said, he said that it's not the current plan uh, right. for the wolves to move, which they keep saying that, which keeps telling me that 
that is the plan is to move the walls. <laughs> I know. I picked up. I I picked up on the exact same thing. The way he worded that, because normally somebody would answer, even if they were going to um, do something, their answer would always be absolutely not, or of course not, or that's crazy, or whatever. And it was yeah. interesting that that's how he how he phrased that. So maybe that's just how he phrases things. But yeah, I definitely heard that too, and I was like, hmm. Well, yeah, and it wasn't like, no, don't worry, guys. You know, this is a great market. This is a great city. But, you know, he didn't, like, follow it up right after that. It was just, like, it kind of ended. And I was like, ooh, that was kind of awkward. Yeah. Um, I love that Sauce uh, was asking about playing golf with him. That's just (laughs) really relatable for me. Um, uh, I guess that's what I would ask A-Rod if I had one question. Why not Um, shoot your shot, right? Of course. Yeah. You know, it, it was really cool that A-Rod brought up the idea that he's like, yeah, I always kind of wanted to, like, try, like, you know, doing a morning DJ thing or whatever. And he's like, oh, Hawk's like, oh, you can come in anytime. And that'd be kind of funny to just have, like, a whole show with, like, A-Rod back in the, you know, the fart cave uh, with <laughs> Max and Hawk. Uh, hopefully Hawk doesn't eat spaghetti the night before. Oh, but, my God. Uh, but that would be that would be awesome to get just like if A-Rod joined as like Ben Lieber and just like gave his two cents on like a couple of things and like talked, you know, they go down the rabbit hole about like, you know, Mike Grimm says on the air that he that Breaking Bad sucks or whatever. And A-Rod just gets super offended along with Corey and they become best friends like the possibilities are endless. Absolutely endless. Um, I think, you know, because, because I said, you know, the, the interview there, there obviously wasn't going to be anything hard hitting or anything there. So I, I would say the number one thing that I found most interesting about the interview outside, perhaps the, uh, the, the current plan comment was the fact that uh, three minutes into the interview, our good friend, Paul Meatsauce Lambert was on Twitter retweeting a Kevin Fallness who did it better tweet about Zach. <laughs> And then two minutes after that, he retweeted a DMB Gorge Crew tweet about the Dave Matthews band. So even during the A-Rod interview, Sauce was on Twitter retweeting stuff. Well, he wasn't listening. He was just waiting to talk, Chuck. Absolutely. I was just like, I was just waiting for him to say I could really go for a dome dog right now. But that's but that's why we love Paul. Like that's <laughs> I love that. Oh yes, I was just because because I was like I was on Twitter. I was just curious, you know, if people had thoughts or reactions and stuff like that. And of course, Sauce is uh, is retweeting stuff during the A Rod interview. I love it. Well, um, I just well, I had I had two more notes just quick. Um, no, I respect A Rod so much as like a businessman and an entrepreneur and stuff. And he's not just like relying on his knee. Like he whatever he's like actually like grinds his ass off and i i love that fight out of him and then um he's not gonna sponsor our podcast you can be honest no i don't care i i think he's a great i mean i hated him (laughs) as a baseball player but i I like him as an entrepreneur and businessman whatever um (laughs) and the last one last one i have and it's probably the most controversial note i have is rosie trying to bang his a rod's assistant um (laughs) the fan has learned uh I, I think that's a better off air topic really even like for Rachel, us. Like so, yeah, I uh I, I yeah, I, I I'm not gonna go down that road. I, I think we'll just uh we'll just let the uh, the listeners make their own conclusions on what happened or may or may not have happened. Okay. Maybe we should rephrase that. A listener emailed us to talk about that and said <laughs> questioned whether Rosie wants to bang his uh assistant. So 
Well, in the one in a billion chance that A-Rod does end up sponsoring this podcast, I'm going to say no comment. <laughs> That's in quotes. Presented by A-Rod Corp. <laughs> Well, as we mentioned at the top, you know, they, they talked a lot about some of the, the more famous interviews they've had over the years and some of the more famous people they've talked to. And Will Smith always seems to be at the top of the list. So I thought it'd be fun to dig up the old Will Smith interview and play that back. Uh, I collected some snippets from it. Um, you know, I'll be perfectly honest. It is not the it, it wasn't the greatest interview of all time. I mean, there wasn't a ton of you know, like great one-liners and stuff like that. But it was just kind of a fun conversation. You know, he was in town uh, promoting his movie um, that was coming out in 2008, which was the uh, Seven Pounds movie. And uh, so, you know, it was it was definitely one of those like PR things. But it was just it was just really cool that uh, that Will Smith hung out with the guys and had a little interview, and it went a little something like this. I'm over here doing a. This is the power trip morning show. Superstar Mike Morris, Mark Rosen, Sludge, Chris Hockey. We welcome very special guest Will Smith wow. to the in show. the house. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Unbelievable to have you here. Thank you for joining. I'm us. very happy to be here, man. Yeah. You know, when when we scheduled it, when we scheduled it, we you know we first started thinking about uh, coming here. It was still like 50, 55 degrees a couple of months ago when we were scheduling right, right. it. Yeah, we didn't get the the uh, zero the zero memo the zero memo. We didn't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I grew up in Philly though, so I was like, but I've been living in L.A. So the uh, the the zero degrees threw me off a little bit getting off the plane. Well, we were all surprised we found out you were coming here. Tell okay, us you know, so I'm bringing the heat. I'm bringing yeah. the summertime heat for you. So, like a good Minnesotan, uh, Will Smith starts off just talking about the weather. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a very you know good way to start a conversation with strangers is talking about the weather. Uh, probably better than politics, especially right now. But um, uh, yeah, you know. He compares, you know, he used to be in West Philadelphia where he was born and raised. The playground <laughs> was where he spent most of his days. Um, but, you know, now he's in L.A. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, that was. Oh, my God. I remember remember singing that song over and over and over. Pretty cool. All right. Well, uh, next, uh, they, they finally got down to to some questions for Will. What's fascinating for me at least about you is that everything you've you've tried to do you've succeeded what's next though what i mean what makes you tick how do you drive and dig down and reach down and and come up good you know i i um uh, somebody said something there was a a quote i read and it was like in, in in order to 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 truly be successful you have to hate losing more than you love winning and that's so that's rang so true with me it's like when when I lose, it's it's I I can't sleep, and you know it it's weeks before I stop trying to analyze it and all of that, and it's so painful for me to lose that what it does is it causes me to to work harder in prevention of of wow. that feeling, and that's been my experience, and you know that connected to team building. It's like it is so not on my back. I get the credit for it. I mean, I'll take the credit for it, but it's so. <laughs> many other people that are that are doing the real work that, to guarantee the the quality and the success of of the pictures that it, it's strictly about team building it's, it's totally about the team more than it is about me i'm just the guy who talks the loudest <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, do you follow the Will Smith philosophy with your bets, Dave? Do you hate losing more than winning? I was literally writing this down as you were talking. This feels like it's me against myself in gambling. <laughs> like, that's immediately where I'm at. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. What are, you, what are you talking about that? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Cause I remember the, uh, the losses, the bad beats a lot longer than I remember cashing those winning tickets. So uh, yeah, I think, yeah. I think Will Smith has a a good philosophy on life there. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely remember all of the hooks that I lost, but I don't remember the hooks that I won. So, <laughs> absolutely. What what is a part that has eluded you, or a part that you've always wanted? Is there mm-hmm. something out there that you still haven't done that God, I wish that'd come around? You know, I'm 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 trying to get uh, uh, Denzel. There's an old a film called uh, the Uptown Saturday Night. With uh, Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier, so I'm trying to get Denzel to remake that one with me. And there, there's uh, also the Nelson Mandela story. Mm. I just love that concept. We've been, you know, for years, been trying to get a script together, and uh, that 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 would be my my dream role. Maybe Barack Obama. Just, <laughs> maybe, Barack, maybe Barack Obama. I got the ears for it. I definitely got the ears. So <laughs> we can rock that in a little bit. <laughs> That's a good little line. He's got the ears to play Barack Obama, but <laughs> yeah, he mentioned uh, mentioned the Nelson Mandela thing, and it wasn't too long after that that he did that movie uh, Invictus, I think. Is, yeah, yeah. Great. So, and it it was a good movie, maybe not a great movie, but um, yeah, it, it was a it was a good movie. Yeah, so kind of cool that he he mentioned that before. You know, like that was definitely something he wanted to do and was excited about. Well, next up, uh, our guy Hogsley finally got to ask a question um, of Will Smith. You're widely considered, if not the, one of the biggest movie stars in the world. It yeah. seems like I'm, you... I think, it's, I think it's the... I think people... That's what they say. Yeah, I right, think they yeah, say. It's you, not... I mean, it's not yeah. my... Okay, well, then we're going to go... My, you're the yeah. biggest movie star in the world. <laughs> okay, honestly, as you said, you're just a normal guy who grew up in Philly. Yep. Can you believe it? No, listen, it is so... Bizarre, you know, for me in in um, in the United States is one thing, but we we were in a uh, a village in Mozambique and is a hundred miles outside of the the major city of Maputo, and there's n- no running water, no electricity, and there was a woman washing clothes in a stream, and. We walked by, and she said, "Get in jiggy with it," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, listen!" There wasn't a television for fifty miles, and I was—I just could. I was like, "What? It like how does that happen?" You know, and that's when it really uh, hits me, and re- really, really touches me. That that I mean, this is so far beyond anything that I've ever dreamed. For me, I wanted to hear my record on the radio. And I wanted to see somebody else hearing my record on the radio. And that was my big dream. And from that point, probably in about 1987, I've been beyond what I've been having to come up with new dreams and new concepts and, and, and new ideas because it's been just, a, you know, a, a, a snowball. I guess that it's was not a, a great analogy, but a whirlwind. Good. That's, a a whirlwind. Good, that's what I was looking for. So, yeah, apparently everybody knows getting jiggy with it. <laughs> oh, that's one of my top. That's the top 10 song of all time, as Meat Sauce would say. I, oh. I loved, uh, you know, obviously loved him as an actor, but his music was great as well. But how awesome is it? You know, and this is a, a testament to hockey's interviewing skills. Uh, 
how awesome is it that you know he got that great of an answer off of the question can you believe that right (laughs) you know listing off his career accomplishments just can you believe it and he got like a whatever two and a half minute answer from you know it was just i mean that's just a great question like can you believe it which bringing it full circle to uh you know if if only meat sauce had asked michael kadair can you believe it oh yeah i guess we'll (laughs) never know <laughs> the world that was, that, that, was that one question that he was trying to think of <laughs> that's what dark star should dark star should have uh, texted that to him so all right well we'll wrap up the uh, will smith interview with this one when i pop a dvd and i want to watch you playing ali you mentioned you wanted me play maybe nelson mandela sometime yeah, or perhaps really. barack obama in the mm-hmm. future Muhammad Ali, oh, bigger man. than life. What was that experience like for you? Man, let me tell you, that thing was so crazy. Um, <laughs> be able to play Muhammad Ali and be out there, man, and walk around in them shoes and feel become the greatest, man. I just felt so great. It was so fantastic. It was so wonderful to be me that I just could not believe how pretty I actually was. <laughs> Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith, everybody. Well, did you spend much time with the champ? Yeah, we yeah. We, uh, we we spent, he would probably be there two, three days a week, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he came. He came to Africa, and that was. I mean, it was just to be standing between Muhammad Ali and Nelson Mandela. It was like. It was like I'm standing. I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, you're doing nothing with your life. <laughs> you're doing absolutely nothing with your life, and it's, it's just so inspiring to see people who have suffered that much injustice, have suffered that much pain, and then to still be able to smile and to still be able to 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 you know rededicate themselves after after those experiences again the movie seven pound comes out next friday and uh tonight uh at amc southdale you can stop on by and please bring some uh some food non-perishable food items for second harvest heartland will smith has been our guest thank you very much man thank you so much guys our pleasure thank you thank you uh, that is Will Smith, everyone. Uh, we had him on the Sports Channel. He looks like an athlete. He looks like you do anything you wanted to do. In fact, he has done everything pretty much that he set out to do. He's just that kind of guy. Very, very uh, honored to have him on the show. And um, we'll be back with the true superstar. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, yeah, lots of lots of fun, and uh, got to get to even get a little impression. Uh, we didn't have time to throw together a rate that impression for Will Smith, but uh, yeah, I got a little Muhammad Ali there. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think we should do an on air, uh, you know, a live RTI here. <laughs> uh, you know, that's got to be at least four and a half for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I think he did a good job studying him, meeting him. Uh, yeah, I think he uh, I think he was well prepared and uh, and earned the uh, four and a half. Uh, what are we going with tonight? Dongs. Yeah, dong sounds dong sounds right. <laughs> honor, we'll honor the uh, Fresh Prince with a dong. Could you imagine, be, you know, being in Africa with uh, you know Will Smith and Muhammad Ali and Nelson Mandela, like? I feel like that should be there should be like some epic picture of them like smoking cigars and drinking coffee or something, you know, on a porch. Banging lung darts. They could be uh, lung dart legends. LDLs. <laughs> For sure. All right. Well, hope you enjoyed that. That was uh that was the Will Smith appearance uh back in the day, back in I think it was I think it was December of two thousand eight is when that one uh when that happened when Will was in studio. So all right. Well, uh, it's time for another meat sauce predictors open to lead into quotes notes. Here it is, apparently. Boy.
Hollywood Super Honey, where oh, the God. hell is Hawk? Oh, boy. Mark Rosen is here and he's ready to predict. Chris Hockey has passed, probably due to crabs. I haven't even come up with the predictions yet. It is time for the predictors. All right, Dave, what do you got for us this week? Well, we talked about just about every quotes notes that I have during the body of this show, uh, but I do have uh, four left over here. Uh, first one, I will say, um, because that got high, because that got high. <laughs> uh, absolutely. You know, that was quotes notes-esque, um, it, uh, except for it was actually good and well-prepared. <laughs> Uh, I, I love that. I, I was going to try to, you know, do my version of that, but I, I don't dare uh, step on, uh, you know, Chris's masterpiece. Oh yeah. There, there's some, there's some works of art you just don't touch. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I love that. And I, I really, I really hope he puts it on the button bar and every time Zach screws up, just hit that. You know, I, I think that would oh, be yeah. so perfect. And uh, yeah, it's <laughs> really well done and uh, very much, uh, very much on, uh, on, on, right on track there <laughs> yes oh i loved it um we got some power rankings this week uh, we're gonna rank three things uh this is uh bad takes on the power trip uh power rankings okay uh do you, should i start i should probably start at three okay uh number three is the newest one uh ben hates loud slots oh i oh my god that I'm... is like that's probably the word I mean, I almost drove off the road when I heard that. I mean, I know like that's the first thing when you do before you even sit down, you turn the volume all the way up, all the way up. I mean, if Creasel was in studio, Creasel might've drop kicked Ben. Oh yeah. He would have, hiya from sauce. Yeah. I I can't imagine there's two, cause I haven't seen your list. I can't imagine what the two takes are that are worse than that. Coming in at number two in the bad takes on the power trip power rankings uh mike grim on breaking bad oh okay i i see these are older takes too i thought they were all from yeah. like this week um no. yeah i mean I, I i you know me there's like a bajillion things i've never seen breaking bad's one of them i guess it's great i've never seen it don't have a strong take there's no way that's a worse take than ben uh, it is trust me <laughs> um but the only one that is worse not, and number one on the list uh from recent memory on the power trip is uh must's stance on gambling <laughs> so, well uh, the only way i'll defend must is that at least he gambles on golf and has said that he actually enjoys gambling on golf so you know yeah. I, I feel like there's just that that teeny tiny glimmer of hope but but he doesn't understand gambling that's the truth you, you gotta be like Corey, where you're gambling on turtles to cross the road or get hit by a semi truck <laughs> when you're 12 years old across from the dairy queen or taking like, the plus three and a half on shisago you're you're either in or you're out on gambling and uh yeah you can't just pick and choose so well like i said at least at least must is willing to do something i mean i you know i know there's 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 certain people i mean well you know Corey himself kind of picks and chooses a little bit because he's not a big slots guy at all and he basically plays poker and bets on sports so um you know 
it's a little picky and choosy. Um, and you know, yeah. I, I, everybody's got their things that they like and their things that they don't do and stuff like that. So give Mush just a hair of credit. Life is better with money on the line. <laughs> um, time for two more. Uh, the the PGA uh, popularity bonus or whatever the hell they call it um, basically defeats the defeats the purpose of doing it because Tiger wins and he didn't even play. Um, you know, like Tiger needs an extra six million dollars, like eight million. Uh, eight million. Okay, like he needs another eight million dollars. It was probably like he probably didn't want it because of like tax liability and all this BS. Like it's 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 a joke. I mean, it should really I'm sure he'll end up donating it or whatever, because it's just a bad look, I think, for the PJ tour. But if more people, if they're incentivizing these players to be talked about on Twitter, um, you know, obviously they're making they're making more money. The PJ Tour is making more money when p- people are talking about golf. Um, so I, I'm glad at least that they're giving that money back, a portion of it back to the players, and not just keeping it for themselves. So um, maybe they need to tweak the policy, but uh, yeah. It, he Tiger didn't even play. Yeah, so I I, I I'm a hundred percent agreement with you on this. I, I, I three points basically. Number one, hot hockey was spot on, and I was like, thank you, Chris, for just absolutely being uh, like outraged and calling it a joke. It absolutely was a joke. Number two, Mitsas had the point, which is exactly what I was thinking before he even said it. The whole reason Tiger was so popular on social media and everything last year was because of his freaking car accident that was self-induced because he was going 78 miles an hour, crashed, and basically ended his competitive golf career. So that's the reason that, I mean, because they made it out to be like, well, Tiger's still the most popular, and and he he probably is still the most popular golfer, but in terms of, he he did nothing. All of his, all of his social media clicks was because for about two weeks, all anybody wanted to know was, you know, is Tiger, is he alive? Is he, you know, is he going to walk again? Is he going to play golf again? Everything like that. I mean, I, I guess Phil could go drive his car off the Bay bridge or something at 90 miles an hour next year and try and win the $8 million. I mean, yeah, how well, ridiculous. Phil, came in, Phil came in second and it's only because he was making buddies with the Saudis who are <laughs> a, a, a more than checkered uh, past that right. you trying to be like a Saudi apologist and and he gets rewarded six million dollars for getting dragged on the internet like that's bs too yeah and and then uh, you know third is just like you know i i guess probably tiger is is getting a whole lot of run out of because everybody that tweets about tiger puts a little goat symbol and tiger's clearly the second best golfer of all time despite like what 95 percent of people would say but I mean, he he's the second best golfer of all time. Now I will say, you know, you can call him the goat in terms of changing golf, hundred percent. Like Rosie was spot on with that in terms of like what Tiger has done to elevate the game of golf from where it was when he joined to where it is now. Absolutely, all of that credit goes to Tiger. But in terms of actual play on the course, second best golfer of all time. Don't give him the goat symbol. Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically he isn't, but he, you know, whatever. We all know what Tiger's done for the game of golf. Absolutely, um, it's just it's uh, he he Tiger's done more for anybody off the course. On the course, he's a uh, Jack is always the goat. For sure, I mean until he gets passed in the major uh, record, but <laughs> which he will not because somebody no, drove won't. their car off the road at seventy-eight miles an hour. Hey, drugs are fun sometimes. <laughs> Apparently, 
<laughs> uh, last one I had, and it's the dumbest one. Um, they were talking about if you had one shot, uh, if you could take one shot, what would it be? And I would also choose Water Moccasin. I forget who said it on the show, but uh, it's a pretty easy shot to take considering it's got uh, you know some shit in it that'll uh, get you a little messed up. So uh, I, I guess Water Moccasin is my shot of choice. What hmm. about you, Chuck? Interesting. I, you know, I'm one of those people. I really don't care. Just stick it in front of me, and yeah, I'll do it. So I'll I'll do the water moccasin. Okay, we got to clip that. We got to clip that. Come on, <laughs> stick it in front of me, and and I'll and I'll do it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Button bar. Yep. Well, that's all the the nonsense I have today. All right. Well, that will pretty much do it for this week's show. Uh, lots of lots of good stuff out there. It's March, man. We got. Hockey tournaments and stretch run for the NBA and the NHL. We've got college basketball, college basketball tournaments, selection Sundays coming up. Speaking of which, they, they better do the core versus four next week before, um, before selection Sunday. Normally they do it the week after, but they're going to be in Ireland. And so like Tommy's not going to be there and you know, Ben's not going to be there. It's going to, it's going to be a whole different crew. And so, um, I hope they do it. I hope they do, uh, the core versus four next Thursday because the core versus four is one of the more legendary power trip bets. Uh, no, it, it is. Yeah. It's, I think it's on the Mount Rushmore of, Oh, it's, re- it's one of the OGs. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously it would be to Corey's advantage. So if Corey's right, the earlier, the better Corey should try to push for it to do it next week before the seeds come out. You know, but I I just don't think I don't think anybody will agree to do it without having the seeds because Tommy will. They just, Come they on. just take the chalk. Oh yeah, Tommy will take like <laughs> core core. I gotta get my core versus like, four bed in. <laughs> Arkansas Pine Bluff and uh, yeah, UC Davis or something like that. But, I cannot tell you how much I love that man and his uh, his willingness to gamble. I just I love it because even the amount of meat I think he was hesitant. And then it's like ah, I'll throw a caniac on it. Why not? So. Tio's the best. We love him. All right. Well, yeah, that will do it. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Uh, we are going to have a very special interview next week. Um, somebody that everybody loves. And uh, yeah, hopefully we will uh, get a chance to sit down with him and play that back for you next week. So very excited about that. In the meantime, Dave, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Power Trip Quotes. I'm, of course, at Power Trip Bets. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. All right, put everything into this bucket right here. Let's destroy the studio and forget that the uh, show ever existed. We'll start all over again tomorrow, okay? Why? Because I thought today was terrible. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so let's just blow it up, and we'll start all over again tomorrow, okay? Goodbye, everybody. Bye.